This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. ES Audio From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. Banks and lenders have begun withdrawing some of their mortgage deals in response to the drop in the pound and ongoing uncertainty in the UK economy. Virgin Money and Skipton Building Society have withdrawn their entire range of deals temporarily, but Skipton have promised a new range of mortgages will be available soon. And Halifax announced it's going to remove fee-paying mortgages, those which let borrowers pay a fee in exchange for a lower interest rate. It's all under the backdrop of a looming hike in interest rates. The Bank of England's expected to increase rates later this year after reviewing the state of the pound and inflation. At the moment, though, it's predicted interest rates could reach 6% sometime next year, hugely increasing people's monthly mortgage payments. So with this week's record drop in the pound, lenders pulling mortgage deals and fears the worst is yet to come for the economy, where will it end? And is there any cause for optimism in the coming weeks and months? Well, joining me now is David Bond, the Evening Standard's deputy political editor. So, David, first of all, can you just explain what has happened with these three lenders and why? Yeah, well, hi, John. I'm actually at the Labour Party conference up in Liverpool, but spending a lot of time reporting on and writing about what's happening in financial markets back in London. So quite a weird time. In terms of the uh, what's happened, so we had three lenders, Halifax, Skipton and Virgin Money, all say on Monday night that they were pulling deals from the mortgage market while they assess what was happening with the general financial situation, but mainly looking at what might happen next with interest rates. There's been lots of talk about whether the Bank of England might call an emergency meeting to discuss possibly raising the the base rate, which they already increased to 2.25% last week. So there was lots of speculation about that. And I think amid all that uncertainty, a lot of lenders have just decided that they're going to stop offering fixed rates to new borrowers or to people who are looking to remortgage while they just take stock of the situation. I think it's all been triggered by the very sharp fall in the pound yesterday to an all-time low of $1.03, which was the biggest plunge on record. It has recovered a bit today, but you know clearly there is great concern about the strength of the pound and the general economic situation. I think that's just spooked the markets and has led to lenders pulling these deals. 
So is that the thinking behind it? The banks are sort of holding the deals back and waiting to see what happens before they sort of release them again? Yeah, I think it's very difficult for them to, to work out what they should price them at because they were already working on the basis of what the Bank of England did last week. So we already knew that rates were going to sort of were going up. So if you were looking to get a new mortgage tomorrow, you would be expecting to pay 4%. Now, a lot of people would have been on fixed rates. A lot of people still are on fixed rates in the order of 1%, 1.5%. So to have such a massive increase to 4% is already painful enough, you know, meaning many hundreds of pounds more for average borrowers on their home now. But you know, the prospect is with inflation so rampant and the Bank of England under pressure to bring that inflation back under control, back to the 2% target. At the moment, it's running at 10%, remember. They need to continue to raise interest rates. So that a lot of brokers I've been speaking to are saying, you know, you could see deals in the market around 5 6%, which again will mean even more pain for those homeowners who have to remortgage or are trying to buy a new house or whatever. But the other thing to mention is that because there is a lack of confidence following Kwasi Kwasi's budget on Friday, which announced this 45 billion of unfunded tax cuts, Kwasi didn't set out what the government's new fiscal rules would be in terms of bringing down borrowing as a proportion of GDP, which was always, you know, the sort of gave confidence to the market about the UK economy and its plan to reduce debt. And I think in the absence of that, the market's been very worried and the rate at which the government can borrow which then in turn is a benchmark used by mortgage lenders to set the rate that they give to you and I when we're trying to take out a mortgage, has jumped to 4%, meaning that that is what's really driving the repricing of mortgages for people. And until there is more confidence about the government's fiscal plans, I think that is what is really troubling lenders because they don't know where that's going to go and how much they should then be passing on to the average homeowners. A 6% jump would have a huge impact on probably all mortgage payers, really, wouldn't it? I mean, is there any chance the government would step in to help people like they have with energy bills? Or do you think homeowners would be on their own if that happened? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting you ask that. I was just chatting with a few people here about what would a rescue package from the government look like? How would they, because although it's complicated to step in and intervene in the energy market, how you do that in the mortgage market, you know, what are you looking to do there? Are you looking to sort of prop up lenders so that they can continue to offer discounted rates? But, you know, who qualifies for those discounted rates? Everyone's situation is different. Everyone's earning potential is different. And, you know, it's very, very difficult to see what a support package would look like unless it is just, you know, a straightforward grant to everyone who's got a mortgage to help them pay with the increase in interest rates. So I don't think we're there yet. I mean, I think, you know, the hope is, is that the shock will be short and and that they will be able to bring interest rates down. But again, there's no certainty over that. They could be with us for a very long time. And there are warnings today that this latest development around mortgages is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of impacts on our economy. Where has that warning come from and what does it mean? Yeah, well, uh, Wes Streeting, who is, you know, rising star in Labour, shadow health secretary, very much the new face of Keir Starmer's Labour Party. He used the phrase tip of the iceberg this morning, talking about how Kwasi Kwarteng had frightened the markets with his unfunded tax cutting plans last week and without setting out new fiscal rules and any indication of how the government's going to get borrowing down, you know, now abolishing the top rate of tax. So very much focusing on higher earners. You know, West Street was saying that basically this is in the middle of a cost of living crisis. 
placing household budgets under even more strain. You know, I think interest rates, we all felt with energy bills, that was very, very serious. But I think now that you have interest rates going up and homeowners really, really facing a precipice, you know, we're talking about many, many hundreds of pounds increases, thousands of pounds, perhaps 7,000 pounds on top of your average mortgage in London over the course of a year. You know, this is really, really serious. And in fact, a lot of conservative MPs are expressing concern over this because already they know that their constituents are, are very, very worried about what might happen to their mortgage. And you mentioned Wes Streeting there. You're at the Labour conference in Liverpool now. What are Labour saying they would do to help the country if they were in power? It's so interesting because, you know, how the tables have turned. You know, you now have Labour, you have Sakir Starmer, the Labour leader, very much portraying himself and portraying the party as the party of fiscal responsibility. We heard from Rachel Rees, the shadow chancellor yesterday, making the same point that the Labour Party is now the party to sound money. You know, their big pitch to the country is going to be you know, to point at the chaos in the financial markets, this tax-cutting measures from the Chancellor announced last week. And I think that, you know, Labour is just simply going to say, look, with us, you can trust us to try and bring the economy back under some kind of control. Of course, there are questions about, you know, where some of the money will come from on some of Labour's pledges, particularly around public services. They are trying very hard in every policy announcement they make here in Liverpool to set out how they funded and where the money would come from. This idea that they will be responsible. If you think back to the Corbyn era, where you know people just weren't prepared to take a chance on, on the public finances, on the economy with Jeremy Corbyn, the message very much from Keir Starmer's Labour is that we can be trusted. Let's take a break now. Coming up in part two, Sam Richardson, Deputy Editor of Consumer Group, which share some advice for current and prospective homeowners. I would caution people to not overreact here, to not panic. Ultimately, it should be based on your finances and not what you're seeing in the breaking news. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Joining me now is Sam Richardson, Deputy Editor of Consumer Group, Which, So Sam, obviously we've had the news today about lenders withdrawing some of their mortgage deals. It's likely to worry a lot of people. How do you assess the situation? So John, it is a really worrying day, especially if you're midway through applying for a mortgage, buying a property, or you're likely to move soon, or your mortgage is the fixed period is likely to expire soon, in which case you know, you'd be paying much higher rates. However, I would caution people to not overreact here, to not panic. Of course, buying a property is a very long-term process, a big decision for your finances. Ultimately, it should be based on your finances and not what you're seeing in the breaking news. And we've seen warnings that more lenders and more banks could withdraw more mortgage deals now. What does that mean for both first-time buyers and homeowners? Well, let's start with first-time buyers So if there are fewer deals for first-time buyers, it will make it tougher to get on the ladder. However, we've got to look a bit more broadly. I think at the rising cost of living here, a lot of first-time buyers will be struggling to start off with. 
Uh, yes, there are changes in stamp duty announced in the budget, but that won't actually help many first-time buyers, especially outside of London. Our main advice to first-time buyers is quite simple, actually. It's don't overstretch yourself. You are buying for the long term, and you should have your finances ready for that long-term expense. You can always talk to a mortgage broker who's really expertly placed to offer advice here. And then for existing home movers, our advice is also very much to sit tight for the moment and not make any very quick decisions. If you are struggling to pay off your mortgage bills currently or worried that you'll soon struggle, talk to your lender as soon as possible. They've got many ways to help you avoid getting into financial difficulties. That could be offering a payment holiday. That could be offering temporary payment arrangements, such as lengthening the term of your mortgage to reduce those monthly repayments. Or they could even switch you temporarily to interest-only repayments. But what's really crucial is you need to reach out to them. Don't wait till you've missed a payment. So should people buying homes now aim for much cheaper than they can afford in case we do see this potential 6% hike in rates? When you apply for the mortgage, the mortgage lender is factoring in what would happen if rates did go a lot higher. And they'll look at whether you could still afford the property. It is worth thinking about, you know, your rainy day savings, having a few months worth of expenses in the bank. But it's best to talk to the broker, talk to the lender, try and avoid doing this very complicated forecasting by yourself in case you get the calculations wrong. And you mentioned seeking out your lender to make arrangements. Are they normally quite open to those sort of negotiations or should people be wary about how they approach the conversation? I think people can be comfortable talking to their lender. Lenders really don't want repossessions. It costs them a lot of money. It looks terrible. They are obliged by kind of regulators to help buyers as, as much as possible and existing homeowners as much as possible. They're not out there to get you. If anything, they want you to get past your financial difficulties and continue being their customer for decades to come. And in terms of the mortgage deals that have been withdrawn by Virgin Money and Skitton, should you panic if you already have a mortgage with either of them or if you're in the process of getting one of the deals that has now been withdrawn? So if you've got a mortgage with those providers, it shouldn't be affected. Uh, that's a done deal as such. If you're in the process of getting a mortgage from one of those providers, it depends on whether you've got a formal mortgage offer. So lenders can withdraw mortgage offers at any time right the way through the home buying process. However, that's almost always because of something to do with the information you've provided, either about yourself or the property you're buying, that they're suspicious of. It's very, very unlikely that they would withdraw a mortgage offer because of the economic circumstances. It's worth, if you were about to get a mortgage offer from those providers, getting in contact today or asking your mortgage broker uh, before any ma making any quick decisions. And before these mortgage deals were withdrawn, there were already worries about interest rates going up and having an effect on mortgage rates. What does this mean for people selling? Will higher mortgage rates actually push house prices down? It takes quite a lot for house prices to go down. And it's worth considering even if house prices drop by 20%, which is an extremely uh, you know, bizarre scenario, they'd still be at the same value as they were three years ago. Experts were predicting fairly flat house price growth for this year, kind of between minus 1% to 1%. And that prediction was made a while ago, so now seems a little optimistic. 
But it's a bit too early to say that the housing market is in big trouble because of these moves. And some people might be thinking about getting ahead of the game and overpaying on their mortgage now before their fixed rate comes to an end and they'll have to pay more. I mean, what's your advice for people thinking about doing that? Yeah, so not many people are going to be in a position to overpay their mortgage given the huge rise in the cost of living this year. And for those who think they are in a position to do this, there's a couple of steps to go through. So start by thinking about your other debts, more expensive debts such as personal loans, credit cards. They should be the first debts that you pay off because they're costing you a lot more than your mortgage, even once mortgage rates go up. It's also important to make sure you've got your rainy day savings in place. This is generally seen as three months worth of expenses, which are there, for example, if you lost your job. Once you've done that, if you haven't got more expensive debts and you have got rainy day savings in place, check with your mortgage lender about overpayments. Most will let you overpay by up to 10% per year. That's by lump sum or installments without paying a fee, but a handful will charge you a fee and most will charge you a fee if you go above that 10%. So do check the terms and conditions to be sure that you're not ultimately costing yourself by trying to get ahead. So how do you see the situation panning out over the next days, weeks and months? Should we expect the worst or is there some cause for optimism? Mortgage rates are definitely going up. We can't get around that fact in the short, medium and long term. And and we do want homeowners, home movers, uh, prospective first time buyers to be prepared for that. That doesn't mean you need to take action today. It's more about talking to lenders and brokers and preparing yourself and if necessarily holding off from buying or moving if that's what's best for your finances. Uh, However, we'd also caution against uh, catastrophizing. There is nothing to say, you know, that the housing market will be hugely affected by this. It's gone through kind of fairly major turbulence before and come out all right. So it's about looking at your own finances and what's the right next step for you. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.